Froggy and I used to take care of each other. He was a good kid. We watched each other's back. One time we escaped and they chased us down with those big nets. They used to catch dogs. Did you grow up in a cartoon? I can't believe they set them loose. Froggy can't be in the world out there. Froggy never did anything wrong. I gotta find Froggy. Froggy! Froggy! You know what I love about cinema? What? When I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I'm there <laughs> for it anyway. Yeah. Hi, welcome back to Queer Horror Cult. I'm Laurie. I'm Arya. And we are here once again. It has been a minute since we've done this. Since we, like, actually recorded? Yeah, yeah, because we kind of recorded a bit early last time we recorded live, and then I, I, I inflicted upon anyone who listened last week's episode, or last episode two weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, but it was not... It, it's not our best work. It's fine. You can just tell that 2022 is off to a, a bang and start. We recorded that in 2021. Oh, I know, but that's exactly it, right? Yeah, just like the, the dregs. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the well drink of podcast episodes. <laughs> Cost less, but you get what you pay for. <laughs> All right, well, today we're talking about Santa Sangra. Yes, sure, we are. dive right in by Alejandro Horowski. What year is it from? 1989. 89. Yeah, there we go. Have you ever seen a movie by Horowski? I don't know. Horowski. Probably not. I'm I'm a, I'm like aware of him, but yeah. I I would have to look at his his filmography and see if it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Well, he did he did El Topo. That was the one that he kind of got really famous on mm. to begin with, or like the one he blew up on, and he also did the Holy Mountain. Yeah, I've heard of that. You've definitely sure. seen like stuff from it on Twitter right. because it's one of those movies. Okay. And there's also that movie about his version of Dune that yes, never that came to be. I am definitely aware of. Yeah. We have seen clips of. And uh, at one point, he was also all set to do uh, a movie, I believe, starring Marilyn Manson and Asia Argento. That oh, never happened. And well, it's like, then. well, in the year 2022, I don't think it's gonna. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, for many reasons. Yeah. No, Santa Sangra is, I don't know, it's my favorite of his. And it maybe show how much of a pleb I am, because it's also his most straightforward, which says a lot. What did you think of this? Well, I have to say, I, I was I was sitting and I was watching it, and I, I mean, I remember the first thing I do is I just like, what the fuck? I yeah. don't even remember at what point that was. However, I will say, uh, what, one of my first impressions of it was I remember thinking, okay, when you have some, like, insane religious fanatic woman who is just, like, yelling at a crowd in that particular intonation that they do, I'm like, this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. Come, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah, the, uh, oh, that was, that was a good angle. I enjoyed that. (laughs) Yeah, I think you texted me being like, what the fuck? And I was just like, oh god, which part? And you described something that's like, in the first three minutes of the movie (laughs) or something. It's like, oh, you you have no idea. 
Well, it opens with something that, you know, already had my heart aflutter with uh, Claudio Argento Presents. Yes. And I guess what happened, because I I did see some of the special features uh, on, like I watched an interview on the, uh, I have the 4K from Severin, and it's just jam-packed with stuff. I watched the interview on that, one of the interviews, and they're talking about that involvement, and I guess um, Argento approached him to like make a movie that's like like a movie like like you make, <laughs> but also like what Dario makes kind of thing almost <laughs> like you can see his thumbprint on there in certain scenes Absolutely. like for example the stabbing scene that happens partway through it's just like yeah this is this is very garish Italian horror mm-hmm. yeah so I guess what what do we have with this movie. This might, this might be a two-hander on the plot, because there's so. a lot. Yeah. Um, well, we begin in a sanitarium, and right, there's yeah. a, a guy who's just, like, hanging out in, like, an indoor tree, like, yep. thing. He, he looks like he's in a habitat at the zoo, that they'd have, like, koalas do- or something. Yeah, like, yeah. if they had, like, George of the Jungle, but, like... Yeah. But, but more, uh... And as you let, called less, it, with a big ripped. Nazi tattoo on his chest. Yeah, this big ass Nazi looking eagle. Yeah, just for those who haven't seen it, it's this big eagle tattoo that I I think it's maybe supposed to be a phoenix. Okay. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Given his name. But like I don't know. It looks like a Nazi eagle. It's one of those things where it's just like this probably wasn't intended in such a way, but probably not. With the the re rise and fash, did they ever go away? I think they're just loud now. Yeah, especially Um, in this fucking country. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, we're going through it here, aren't we? Um, but yeah, that, that, that you're just like, oh god, like when during the tattoo scene that comes later, you're just like, wow, he's really just gonna give his son a, a Nazi tattoo with a knife, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's so he he's he's in the loony bin. Yeah. And uh, he, I think they're feeding him, and he gets to go on a field trip. I don't even think the field trip happens. I don't think it does. Yeah. yeah, and we get flashbacks to his childhood. Yeah. Where he's in, like, a Carney family. Yeah, and it's a significant flashback. It's, like, a good 40 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. or something like that. It's, it's yeah. And uh, so the dad is, like, the knife thrower yeah. guy who seems to be somewhat in charge. Yeah. With his gringo circus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And um, he is having an affair with, like, the tattooed lady. Yeah. And his wife the kid's mom, the kid who is the dude in the asylum now. She's like the trapeze artist. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And she's also like... A cult leader. <laughs> a cult leader, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, a little like Catholic denominational cult. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I think the the church that she runs, it's going to be like demolished or like something. Yeah, some real estate dude yeah. is just like, get them off my land and as so they, there's the protesters. So they have some like Monsignor like representative of the Pope come in to be like, oh, you know, this is a sacred site. And then he sees that they have like this pool of blood and they're worshiping like this, this dead girl who had her arms cut off after she was raped by her father yeah. and stuff. And they're like, this is 
this is heresy. This like just dem- demolish this shit. And I just this is she's not- like, it's sacred blood. It's sacred blood. That's right. <laughs> so good. It's sacred blood. And he's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, no, no, no. Like bulldoze yeah. this shit. And she's just like, I'll die with the church right up until her son shows up. And then she just picks him up and walks out sadly <laughs> while the bulldozer just levels like, Well, they win. But like right up to this point, it's already super bad shit in the premise mm-hmm. as, as set up. But that's kind of what I love about this movie in particular but a lot of his stuff it's shot in a way too where it's just it's one of those things this movie's definitely all about the spectacle but in the way where they had to actually like stage mm-hmm. the spectacle because you know 89 they of course didn't like digital stuff and yeah all that. um like every step of the way the movie it's like looking at i don't know like a modern art renaissance painting mashed together like when it reveals the lady with all the tattoos we just have this tableau of her dancing slowly while these clowns saunter up and they're just all like oh like 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 where did the clowns come it reminded me of like a theater kid exercise like in drama (laughs) school but something you actually care about watching as opposed to like you gave them a budget yeah they did something good with it yeah 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 i don't yeah yeah and then uh, when it cuts to the the church uh it's huge there's this church small chapel there but there's a ton of people blocking it there's all these protesters there's piles of cops there's construction equipment and it's sadly one of those things where it's like i don't know if this movie would get the funding it needed today <laughs> and that kind of bums me out a little bit true but i just love that when she walks up to introduce the the church people like he does this with all his details it's just fucking weird like somewhere between like you've just made an idiosyncratic choice or you're being slightly exploitative in the name of art or kind of both where the church is just like everyone in the church is blind and it's just oh, like yeah. like when they're playing the instruments, like everyone's blind and all that. And I, th- I think there's an ethos behind why their church was like that, yet why she wasn't. Oh, that kind of sums out cults, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. Like, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Yes. Yeah. But there's just all these uh, really beautifully shot scenes mm-hmm. right off the bat of just utter madness. <laughs> and uh, It's chaos. I'm here for it. Me too. <laughs> yeah, so the church gets destroyed. Yep. And uh, yeah, she's upset understandably yeah and then i just remember like the performance next i don't remember if there's anything that happens in between uh which performance like um where they're like performing and then oh in the big top yeah i think it's a bit of rehearsal stuff but that's also when we see the um painted lady and all that like uh, the the kid is watching the young deaf mute uh, trapeze artist and you know they they seem to be like oh we're we're both we're both young in here and and yay and and this is obviously gonna so lead cute. somewhere yeah but we also see the the knife throwing and you're just like why is she licking the knives <laughs> oh is she so horny yeah it's like that's because she's she's a woman yeah. with tattoos don't you know they're like that she's that a, type she's a loose woman Peggy. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has it's, that energy for absolutely sure. and I mean she's embracing it so whatever yeah. like that's her it's her meal ticket I guess yeah. Oh, and I think before the performance, we get the elephant. Oh, yeah, the elephant what the funeral. Fuck? It's funny because it's such, like, in any other movie, this would be the single most memorable thing about the movie. <laughs> but in this movie, everything is so chaotic and out of nowhere it's like, oh, right. that it's like, oh, yeah, that happens. That happens. So what do we got with the elephant funeral? It's exactly what it sounds like. And they're like... <laughs> this elephant's just dying. It's like bleeding out of its trunk. And it... It does die, and they have a funeral for it, and it's, like, in a big box or something. Yeah, huge, ornate coffin. Also, their fits for the funeral are just so good. (laughs) Like, they're, they're, like, who's your stylist? (laughs) They go all out. Yeah. 
yeah, they have the, their little funeral, and then the coffin cask, the, the, the elephant coffin yeah. box thing gets, like... Does it get pushed down the hill or does it fall? They, they, they chop it. It's on that rope. That's and they chop right. the rope and it goes flying to the chasm. And there's that sort of poor village built into the hillside across the, the chasm. Yeah. And all the people watching. Yeah. And then I think they just run and like, like, like the box smashes and then a bunch of people run to like scavenge. Yeah. They just like, the elephant. they carve it up for me. Yeah. It's like a. The kid's just like, oh. A sky burial, but in a gorge. Yes. And, and instead of birds, it's people. Yes. Instead of people, it's elephant. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, we're, we're trying to puzzle this together. This is literally what happens in the movie. Yeah, like, so. if you haven't seen it, watch it, and you'll, you'll be like, oh, they were right. That is yeah. what happens. They described it perfectly. I think this is available on streaming. I could be they wrong better on that. Be. Um, it's available somewhere, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely definitely do. <laughs> it's it's a, Even if it's not your favorite movie... It's, it's worth seeing. You'll probably be glad you saw it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's an experience. Yes. But yeah, but we do get to the performance after the uh, elephant funeral. And again, I think before the performance, isn't that also when they give the kid the fucking tattoo? Probably. Yeah, because yeah. I think what happens is he cries at the funeral and his dad's yes. like, oh, little like pussy boy, you're like, you, yeah. you, you're not a man, you're a man now. And then he gives him a fucking tattoo with a knife, yeah. carves it into his chest, it's like, now you're a man yeah, like, just like You can't cry at the sadness of loss, but you can cry as I stab you. Yes. And now you're a man. Yeah. Like me. Oh, it's... Yeah. Uh, if, if that's how they did tattoos today, I don't know if I would have got one. Yeah, I, I uh, and if you had, I would have been like... <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're a bit too hardcore for me. <laughs> but yeah, the performance, the mother, the trapeze artist mother gets her hair tied. She gets lifted into the air on a trapeze by her hair, and that's part of her act. Mm -hmm. And she sees... From up her, in the air, yeah. From yeah. The air. She sees her husband and like the... the Painted lady. The painted lady like, just... Canoodling. Yeah, canoodling. Perfect. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she just freaks. lips out, screamed, like, let me down, like, just, like, interrupting the act. And just, like, nopes out of it. Because she's pretty pissed. And I think it's at this point the the knife thrower and the painted lady are, like, you know canoodling further yeah. in, their, in their little Put, tent or whatever. Putting the noodle in canoodling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the trapezist comes up and I, I literally remember watching it and being like, oh my God, is she going to, I've got something for your face, fucker. <laughs> that was, a, that Them, was what I thought. I've got something for your face, fucker. Like, <laughs> she went full Edith Massey. From female trouble? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, she did, except instead of her fa their faces, she like poured it on the dude's dick. Yeah, she like ripped his toupee that was like growing into yes. his head because it like slightly scalped him a little, That's but right. not all the way. It was just like sewn in. And then just like, oh, and then just like poured acid all, all over his, his dick. dick. And like, then we get that shot where the the debut girl is just watching with this smile as he just staggers down the street naked, just holding his ruined <laughs> junk and blood gushing everywhere. It's like, holy fuck! Yeah, and so he's he's upset. Um, so he he cuts his wife's arms off, and yeah, she, very uh, Santa Sangra. Very yeah, very much like the 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 martyr saint girl yeah. of the Church of the Holy Blood. And it's like, dude blood. was giving his kid. A tattoo with a knife that was so sharp he just had to flip it up one time and it took both arms off like he had one in each hand and just like boink 
And then he like toddles around a bit more and slits his own throat. Yeah, it went hard at the end. And then the painted lady takes her, I think the the deaf mute girl's her daughter, and fucks off. And then uh, little Phoenix, the boy, who's like banging on the window of seeing it all like, no! And that's the that's the flashback, yeah. Yeah. And I, I contend, I, I want to stop for a second on, on the flashback mm-hmm. thing. I like the whole movie a lot, like I like the whole thing, but I think that flashback thing encapsulated, like if it was a short film or something, that's a perfect fucking movie yeah. <laughs> in my mind. It was so good. It was yeah. so tightly yeah. done. Yes. And um, I think if there's anything past that that I would have beef with, I think it's got a bit of pacing stuff mm-hmm. that I'm just like... Uh, there's some things that are skimmed over and other things that are expounded on right. in a way that felt uneven, but Fair minor enough. gripes. But uh, yeah, you, you said something about <laughs> the carnival because the carnival aspect was was it was very well done, and it was. you don't see carnivals that much today unless you watch premium television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did I say? I was like. Hodorowski could have done a chess freak show, but Ryan Murphy could not have done Santa Sangre. That is fact. That is yeah. that is 100% just, like, medically that accurate. Yeah. And he just, like, appeared to be losing it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't think it was that I, funny. I think but... I was drinking something at the time, and <laughs> right. I spurted. Um, yeah, it's 100% true, because this has the batshit highs of freak show. And the interesting characters. And, and is drama. also, but, like, good. it doesn't have everything that makes that stuff ryan murphy right we're like start strong and peter's out yeah oh god i hope he doesn't listen to this because then he won't use my my music on his show (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying so i'm interested in the in the like religion we don't halt we don't know kind of much about what's going on there but because of the way the mother dies i'm curious if maybe i'm like oh maybe that has to do with the events of the movie later like is is there some weird like cult magic going on (laughs) well what i took uh, probably like the biggest part of this movie going forward um and the rest of it as we get into it i think bears this out and this isn't you know some like deep hidden reading that Mm -hmm. a lot of people going uh i think this is kind of what the movie's aim was is how affected uh phoenix is by his parents and, yeah you know, the, the idea that it's just like of... yeah how you are raised you know it can really set you up in a certain way for life mm-hmm. and i think that bears out as he's never quite escaping the shadow of either of his parents throughout mm-hmm. the movie and with his mother with no arms uh in, in my mind that cult thing like she le- she led that church and so She's this holy figure mm-hmm. to him, and the only person above her that she worships is this this saint, this this martyr that she's worshiping. And so, by replicating that, I feel like it elevates the mother mm-hmm. even more for Absolutely. him to be like godlike. For sure. Sort of and I, I think that that's kind of where the allegory is, where you know, like, to a kid, God is their parents, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. What's that line from the Silent Hill movie? Mother is God in the eyes of a child. Oh, man, I thought I was, like, cribbing from, like, some French philosopher or something. It turns out I was quoting, like, the hit Konami movie, Silent Hill. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day for some reason. I don't know why that popped into my mind, but funny timing. Yeah, I watched that last year, and it was fine. Yeah. And then I watched the sequel last year, and I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess also with the cult thing, like, it's it's interesting because it has that distinctly sort of, like 
folk Catholic yeah ness to it, whilst but but also in the way of like you know we're gonna take all we're gonna take Catholicism and then like I, I've I've heard that um, I remember seeing queer people from like Mexico and like sort of like Central South America talking about how um, it's either like you know it's funny to see the Catholic Church disavow like queer people or whatever and then they're like and then you have like you know people like especially um people who have more of like like poor and folk kind of practices they're like oh yeah they'll like kind of create saints on the spot that, that are still very wound up in catholicism and everything but it's like oh this is the this the patron saint of like trans women or of like right. and stuff like and how they there are ways that they can navigate like where it's like being catholic and being queer aren't opposing forces yeah. they like weave them together and like oh no this is part of like my catholicism which is super interesting yeah so this obviously isn't exactly that but it made me think of of that sort of way of like taking something that you think of as this very like established denomination whatever yeah. thing and then kind of like making it your own and serving your purposes yeah. and kind of like what you need to get out of it and how you can build community that way yeah too. and so this idea of having like where he's like oh this is like I don't remember what word he used. I would, it's on like, the tip of my tongue, but the the monsignor being like, "This is like, sacrilege." Yeah, sacrilege. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure sacrilege. You're right. I'm thinking like heretical. I'm like, oh, that's not the one. And it's like, okay, I guess to you, but like, what about like? I mean, you drink Jesus's blood every yeah. Sunday at church. I'm sure. Yeah, the the big pool of blood, and then just being like, it's paint. <laughs> I, I picture with the, the energy of like it's paint, <laughs> um, sacred blood. Yeah, it's like you're gonna criticize that when you're just like I'm gonna take a bite of Jesus to start the day. Yeah, this is my flesh. This is my body. This is my my blood. Like yeah, like you you probably take a sip of the red wine from the communion chalice yeah. every Sunday. Yeah. During your service, so like, or is, is it like it really to think in uh, is it like to think in the little hours just getting trashed on communion wine? Totally. Yeah, and so, and then also I was thinking, um, so the Italian church in Edmonton here is Santa Maria Goretti. Oh, yeah. And, because I, th- I think, I can't remember if when we were, like, I was watching the movie and you were like, oh, I need your take on, like, the, the Catholic part or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. Because, so the saint that the church is named after is a girl, like, she she was, I don't know, probably prepubescent girl. Okay. She was a girl child, anyway. And her neighbor... I think the story goes, like, raped her and then killed her. Okay. And, Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. He, he injured her really badly, and before she died, she forgave him and was therefore canonized for it. Okay. And I remember, I, I didn't actually get to read on it, but I remember in passing, one of our Italian professors said something about how it was like, like, that was the story that was given, but really it had something to do... Like, I can't remember if it was something he said the neighbor might have had, like, a disability or something, and that it was this kind of twisted for the purposes of being subsumed into the church and whatever. Yeah, so, like, I don't think the church has ever done that, twisted something. For right, their, their for their own purposes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I don't actually know. But growing up, because I, I went to Catholic school, and so I think for at one point it was like, oh, do a research project on a saint and i was like oh let's do the one that the church is named after and then oh, i was like Jesus. oh this is kind of fucked up yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> so but and then yeah it goes back to that whole idea of like okay we'll canonize women when they like suffer a ton 
Yeah. Or girls for that matter too. So, but yeah, I was, I was like, oh yes, he like, uh, he, she said no and he took her virginity violently and she forgave him. And so she's a saint. Just like, uh, ugh. Exactly. Yeah. And so the, um, the whole like, oh yes, we like worship this or not worship, but like seek, we patron this, this saint that we have patronized or whatever. Or well, it's the concept of like martyrs and all yeah, that. Yeah. Right? Like the idea that through suffering mm -hmm. with nobility almost, yes. uh, you're closer to God. Exactly. So yeah. So when it was like, oh yeah, this, this girl who was like assaulted by her father and then he cut off her arms and she like bled to death. I'm like, okay. I, I mean, it's, okay. There's source material that that's like, that's, that's obviously a much okay. more, uh, well just, um, just cause the parents are an important figure in this. Yeah. I'm wondering if one of us is misremembering. It very well could be me, but I thought it was, uh, two randos that assaulted her. Oh, I thought it was her own father. It could have been like that would probably be Maybe more thematically uh, relevant to the the greater themes of the movie, but yeah. I don't know. I just had a different. Maybe it was yeah. Memory. Okay, okay. I'm either, a, either way, that, one of us is yeah. misremembered. But either yeah. way, this is what happened to her. It's a matter of who did it, but she's the focus yes, anyway. Yes, for sure. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't I know. I just figured since the parents' theme comes in, we mm -hmm. should be clear. Just, yes. Yeah. So that's interesting takes on the Catholicism of it. And as yes. our resident uh, Catholic Lex expert, Catholic. <laughs> um, did, did uh, in like a twisted way, any of it's like, because, you know, it's a lot of it's a kid growing up under this right. church. And there's also that sort of uh, paradigm going of like a non-believer, heretical father and a very devout right. mother. Any of that ring true? Like where the real life stuff was drawn from? Not personally. <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing, given the probably. things that go on in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean I've seen, like, you know, I've I known enough people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, so Christian, and it's like, right, but you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I've, um, in, in both people that are, are really good and stand-up and people that aren't, uh, I've, you know, through friends, family, and stuff, I have known people that are much more devout than I, and it's like, Oh, I've seen characters, or I've, I mean, I, I know people, or I've known people, that they're the mother and father together. They're devout like the mother, but act like the father. Right, And it's just yeah, yeah. like, oh, how do you reconcile that? This is interesting. Don't. It's called you cognitive could, dissonance. Yeah, you could actually look at the uh, parents as um, the two wolves inside you need <laughs> for a lot of the hypocritical people that use religion to excuse them being... The yeah, biggest pieces others, of shit. but yeah. make exceptions for themselves. Yeah, like, you know, these are the two wolves mm -hmm. in all those people. <laughs> I don't know. The mom, she stuck to her guns. She, yeah. you know, had her had her little cult and then destroyed his dick. <laughs> That's true. I guess uh, the, where that falls apart is she actually believed what she was preaching, or That's she definitely true. acted like it, yeah. whereas I think it's definitely an intentional smokescreen for a lot of people. For sure. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, what if he got martyrized? Martyrized? Yeah, yeah, Santo... Santo Pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> well, his dick got melted. What was that? I think it's, it's in that movie at one point where, um... Yeah, okay, so let's get back to the movie. Yeah. So after the flashback, um, Phoenix, the guy, he, he and a bunch of the kids from the asylum, kids, young people, whatever, they get to, like, go on a field trip. That... 
<laughs> I wrote you text because he was like, I feel bad watching this. Yeah, I'm like, this feels exploited. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but the best part is when um, the the guy is like, oh, I'm going to take, let's, let's go on a little field trip to like the red light district. And then he's talking to that. Okay, well, what, what happens for people who haven't seen it? Um, they get dropped off. Like a movie theater? At a movie theater. And the, the people are supposed to mind them because it yes. most of the people in the asylum are people with uh, various, like Down syndrome and, and, and like, other like mental cognition yeah. stuff, and they're all going on a field trip to uh, the movie theater, and the people that are minding them just start making out in the car. So this dude shows up, and of course the pimp dude that shows up is uh, a Hodorowski, mm-hmm. as is both young and old Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> so you know it's a family affair. Yeah, can you just torture? But yeah, so kids. that that's the that's the context of the field trip that's going on. But anyway, so yes. he shows up. And he's like, oh, let's, uh, so he starts, like, giving them drugs. Yeah, and then coke. Yeah, right and there. then he's like, let's, let's go, and they, they go, and they talk to his, like, sex worker friend. Yeah. But at, <laughs> I was just laughing, because at one point, I think he, I think he's, um, asks her, he's like, how much for the pendejitos? <laughs> that was, was so like, bad. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I understood that. Yeah, and I wish I did. That I actually about that scene when they're going on the field trip. That's like another example of I just love the way this guy shoots movies. Mm-hmm. When it's this Pied Piper kind of thing where yeah. he's walking with a boombox playing like this, like almost kind of mix between mariachi and carnival music. Mm-hmm. And and uh, there's people just dancing in the streets, and it's this long take as yeah. they're like running in this line between all these different characters in the street, and it's like God. I miss when movies were just fucking weird like this, <laughs> just because they could be. Right? A24 wishes. Yeah, A24 hoops. <laughs> the A in A24 stands for Alejandro. <laughs> for Ale- oh, Alejandro. Yep. Yeah. And so it's on this field trip that Phoenix, by chance, sees the painted lady. Yeah. And she is now pimping out her daughter. Oh, that was such a skin crawling. Yeah, where she's like, oh, she can't, like, talk or scream or anything, so she can't complain when you, like, go after her. Yeah. Like, ew. Ugh. Ew. Yeah, it was very... It was not... A, it it yeah. does not endear the painted lady to no, you at all. No, it does all, not. And she what is, ends like, up happening. She's girl so. bossing in, like, the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> pimping out your daughter's girl bossing in the worst way. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> Not that there are really any good ways to grow boss, yeah, but, but that's like the worst way. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm throwing up my mouth a little bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the a uh, a pair of hands with the, yeah. the person they are attached to it remains off the screen. Very jollo. Yes, very uh, murders the painted lady. And it is a very drawn out stabbing scene with it lots is. of blood. It and is. You know, in the way that I feel like that's a good indication of the Italian influence in this Absolutely. movie. Because no one films a murder scene quite like the Italians. Yes. And yes, this, mo- this movie is like fusion cuisine, but with like yeah. movie conventions instead of food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but but yeah, with that, that scene uh, with the daughter, uh, she gets away. She like breaks something on the, the uh, assaulter's head. Yeah. And he's like going after her and escapes. Yeah. And uh, sleeps on the hood of a truck in, like, some garage that's overnight. Right. And that's, and comes back that's when the stabbing happens while she's away. That's and right. And she comes back and finds her mother's dead. Yeah, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then I was trying to remember, 
Does well, Phoenix ever go back to the asylum? Or he, he does, and then he escapes. That's right. Because they're like, okay. how is the field trip? And he, like, does flips. That's right. He does those, like, weird flips. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, you seem happy. Okay, he escapes. That's right. Because I remember at some point being like, wait, wasn't he in an asylum? Yeah, he was. He, um, when they go to this do something, a trip, okay? he throws the rope. That's or, right. Or, no, he jumps, because he's, like, jumping everywhere. You call him, like, a frog man or something like that? Oh, yeah, I was like, it's, it, I was like, yeah, this because, you know, Frack and the, the frog kid. There's yeah. a frog <laughs> kid in the asylum. <laughs> I didn't know that's what you were... <laughs> that's what I was referring to. I'm like, oh, this is the frog kid's origin story. <laughs> oh, I think we found our audio clip. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because we couldn't think of anything. Oh, no, froggy. Froggy. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> Oh, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was because he was jumping everywhere. Like well, it was, but then I was like, oh, it's like Froggy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Froggy, this is, the, yeah, this is who Danny DeVito was talking about. Yeah. Jumps up to the window and he looks out and amidst like the smoke and pollution on the street, he sees his mother. That's right. Without her arms. That's right. And that kind of is what flips us into the next half of the movie, isn't mm-hmm. it? It absolutely is. But yeah, that's how he escapes. That's right. As far as what happens next, I, up until a certain point, I don't remember the specific, like, order of events. I just know kind of the general theme. So if you remember what I, happens... I will give it a go. Go I, for I, it. I'll, I'll take over. I'll pipe in I'll as I can. Um, I might get the order wrong, too, uh, but I have seen this... I think watching it again for this podcast was my third time seeing it, so... Okay. Yeah. This was my first. So what happens is he, his mother being the performer, the trapeze artist, they go back into the theater. And I think pretty quickly after they reunite, uh, we see her at doing this performance in this dress. There's like music playing and she's doing this theater show. And uh, it's revealed throughout the performance that he's standing behind her with, uh, he's wearing sleeves that match her, her outfit and he's being her arms. Mm-hmm. That's part of the performance, that she's like this armless wonder, and and he's miming the arms for her. And uh, that whole thing kind of plays into it later in big, big ways. But yeah, so so that's what's going on there. And then she like, as soon as it's over, it's like, oh, get off me and all that. And, and he leaves. And there's this lady there that's doing like a topless cabaret performance. Yeah, because I remember her. Yeah, who's just like, hey, those hands are pretty talented. We should do things with your hands and my boobies, is basically what she says. <laughs> yeah. Basically correct. Yes. Um, and so he meets her at the theater that night to do a... Uh, like a sword throwing thing, yeah, like his dad like, did. Yeah, he's trying to like revive the act, I guess. Yeah. Get, get the band like back like together. recreating. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. you're going to like do this. And it's like... Yeah. It, it is very reminiscent, like deja vu. Of, yeah, like, when he's throwing, it's the exact same yeah. placement yeah, and everything. With, like, and like down to um, the like weird sexual, like, mm, the knife. Yeah, and, and uh, she's like, oh, what if I'm scared? And it's like, then I'll hypnotize you. So he hypnotizes her. Well, because the mom gets hypnotized at some point early. No. But- well, this one he hypnotizes her, yes. so she won't be scared. And the mother shows up. But sorry, what I'm saying, but that all. But sorry, what I mean is, um, we didn't mention that before, but that's also reminiscent of like what happened in the past. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right. I know what you mean. Yeah, but then the case it would be as if the painted lady got hypnotized. Yeah. But yeah. So um, then the mother shows up to their rehearsal because it's the theater they were all in, mm-hmm. and uh, insists that he kill her. Yeah. And uh, so he whips a knife after much cajoling uh, into her stomach. Belly. And she's just like still like hypnotized and it's just chill with it. And, just um, Wizard of Goring. Yeah, it, this was so Wizard of Goring. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, and they unhypnotize her, and she dies. Like, oh my god, I've been stabbed. But I, one thing about her, she gets stabbed, and you see the blood, and she's just, like, not even noticing Wizard of Goring and all that. Yeah. And then as soon as she wakes up, she just looks at her, and she goes, and all the blood pours out of her <laughs> yeah. mouth. It's just waiting. Yeah. The blood was hypnotized, um, too. She dies, and so they paint her nude body white and bury her mm-hmm. in the, uh, or he does, yes. um, in, I think it's just outside their house or somewhere. It's not exactly established where they're buried, but he has like a, a, a place where he buries her. Mm-hmm. And um, over the course of the movie, this turns into a mass grave. And you realize the extent of it by the end, because there's a couple episodes where he kills someone in mm-hmm. this, but then at the end, when he's having like his weird hallucinations and stuff like, yeah, there's like a, a good dozen or two yeah. people rise out of the ground and there's also a shot where a swan just flies out of the grave and it was just like that was this movie at its most twin peaks because mm-hmm. it was in slow-mo and lit that way that it oh, was yeah. just like it was just like agent cooper <laughs> um good coop is in the lodge write that in your diary yeah so back to this movie we kind of get these we this weird uh pull on the main character between um his mother's desire that uh she's very domineering like you, like you belong to me mm-hmm. i need you i rely on you i took care of you as a kid and, and now it's but also you need me and you can't be without yeah. me yeah it's a very parasitic kind of thing mm-hmm. um and it's between that pull and him uh reconnecting with the deaf mute girl yes and uh trying to live a life and all that but i really like the weird way they do the stuff with the mother building up here because uh not just an act he's her arms at home Mm -hmm. i absolutely love the way they film this in that whenever he's uh her arms they become her arms it's not just him like doing things like you know like she'll scratch an itch on her face without having to say anything yeah it's like she takes control like the scene when they're playing piano it's nuts it's uh, Mm -hmm. i really love that detail about it too yeah yeah, so so that's kind of what's going on there, and alternate title: Arms of My Mother. The Arms of My Mother. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> well, I guess we did. Um, and at one point, we find that he suddenly has a lab that he's experimenting in, and he's watching The Invisible Man, like the OG movie that's on the right. TV. And what we're intimating from this is he's presumably at his mother's behest, trying to become invisible, so that way he can just be her arms, and he no longer exists. And that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's that's... It's already, a, like, kind of symbolically like It's like that. helicopter parent much. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, so she's, like, physically trying to make him disappear. And she's just like, he is my arms, he is me, I need him for yeah, me. Yeah, like, instrumentalizing him, I literally just need his arms. Yeah, and he's pulling away from it. And uh, one thing that I thought was an interesting dynamic is uh, he, like, worships his mother throughout this movie. Like, like the, the bastion of woman is his mother, both in terms of, like, femininity, beauty, poise, strength, and all that. Mm-hmm. And so there's this thing where he, he pursues the world's strongest woman, as the poster says. And this is something that I tried to research better. I could not get some deets. Mm. It, it, was, it was foggy. The world's strongest woman presumably is a man, a cis man, dressed as a woman. Mm-hmm. It's not clear whether there is trans identity at play right. or not. Um, he invites her, her back to his place, ostensibly for a date. And then we get the craziest fucking scene in the movie, just about, <laughs> where uh, she's coming in, and the, the mother sees her and is just like, this tramp, you bring her here? You must kill her! Kill her! As he's showing her like his stage play where... His mother's dressed up like 
Anaxuna Moon from the Mummy, but with yeah. no arms, like yeah, I was gonna up. say she's like, and he's yeah. like a magician who's also. Uh, he, I, like he looks like a magician who became a pickup artist after the act <laughs> fell apart, uh, but he has these like huge fake nails on yes. it because he's presumably being the mother's arms. Yes, and it's like my mother wants me to kill you with these arms. So he fucking runs, does a vaulted flip, <laughs> like you know he could have been on that gymnastics team, and just starts like scratching her, and then um, yeah, gets the shit kicked out of him a little bit. A so bit. he takes a fucking samurai sword. It's, like, straight up, like, that fucking scene in Pulp Fiction where Bruce Willis <laughs> finds the samurai sword. He's just like, oh, sweet, I've got this. And kills her with the samurai sword. Mm-hmm. And this movie's fucking crazy. Mm. And I love when we're introduced to the wrestler, how she's just in the middle of the ring, just, like, fucking, like, ripped, totally jacked kind of thing. And all these wrestlers, like, there's a fucking half dozen wrestlers, uh, you know, like, the very visually pleasing, like, uh, luchador. Is that the, like, Mexican wrestler? Oh, with, like, it's, mask and stuff? Yeah, yeah. is it luchador? I get this yeah, mixed up. Sure. Luchador. Luchador, yeah. Yeah, that that look. They're all wearing that, and she's just fucking like destroying <laughs> these uh, these these half dozen wrestlers, and like without even breaking a sweat. And uh, that's the introduction. And yet, the power of Phoenix's mother's violent will is enough that Phoenix is stronger in a fight. Than the strongest woman in the world, the real strongest yeah. woman in the world. So basically, is Phoenix's mom. So is this movie actually secretly the uh, prequel to the Joe Rogan experience? In that it's just like, you know, if we have a man fight a woman, it doesn't matter if she's the strongest woman ever. Men have innate qualities, and that's what they're saying about <laughs> Phoenix. Like, is this just like some nasty, why we should exclude trans athletes bit? <laughs> that feels like a stretch. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Well, you can call me Goatsy, because that was my biggest stress yet. Uh, anyway, yeah, so the final... Cho- do, do I sort of have it right yeah, so far? Yeah, yeah, Am I missing anything major? Um, at one point, he goes to, like, the pharmacy or something, and then this girl is like, oh, we should go on a date, and, he, yeah. and wants to go to his house. So she shows up at some point, and he's, like, flipping out, and yeah. scares her away. Right, I think that's it's a little... Of, she shows up a little bit later, that's though. That's sort of, like, at the very, what, in the climax thing. Yeah. But, yeah, that's sort of the lead-in to that, mm-hmm. where... Um, he agrees, and it's weird. It's like this glimpse at a normal life, possibly, mm-hmm. but he's so consumed by his experiments and dealing with his mother and all that that he just, like, brushes it off and almost like, yeah, that's fine, just to end the conversation so yeah. he can uh, leave. And At some point, he's at home, and the girl from the cir- the deaf-mute girl from the circus shows yeah. up. And well, like, right before that, after he accepts the invite, doesn't he hallucinate that, like... Because I guess, yeah, he has, like, oh, maybe I could become a man in the sense of the traditional, like adult man in a proper relationship yeah. sort of thing and then he immediately hallucinates this huge fucking boa constrictor coming out of his fly and choking him like his own dick is strangling right. him How did I forget and then that? and then she's just like are you okay and he's like oh it's fine i'm just having hallucinations That's and then walks out <laughs> <laughs> this is a very yeah. eligible bachelor who was in an active psychosis right now yeah. see you later queen yeah it was it was something yeah, so uh, <laughs> my lady, he he goes home and the deaf mute comes to to town and he's once again tasked by his mother to kill her. But he's like, "Oh my god, I found you! I've been searching for you!" Yeah. And so she's gonna be like the manic pixie dream girl to help him escape. Yeah, she totally manic pixie dream girls. Uh, was she like, was the blueprint. Help him like re- get in touch with his humanity yeah. and escape the be, being under the thumb yeah. of his mother. And then what she reveals is that his mother died. 
winter yeah. arms were cut off, as one would expect. Yeah, as like usually happens, out. right? Probably. Um, and there have been cases of people who get like their arms cut off and, sure. and just like survive. And maybe like maybe you like get it like amputated because you need to, yeah. and the doctors like you know do it properly so you don't bleed out and die. No, I think there was that that woman who straight up was attacked and then had her arms cut off and left to die by her attacker, and she survived long enough to like basically be like yeah it was that guy and get him thrown in like oh, prison damn. forever and it's just like shit so wow. it can't happen anyway it's not what happens here she she died, she died and it's this weird mannequin like it's almost like a mannequin sized ventriloquist puppet with no arms that has been in the stand for his mother and when you flash back through all the movie it's like no wonder this was like a stage show too because it was just him doing the arms for like a ventriloquist puppet mm-hmm. And uh, we get these little flashbacks, like, playing the piano and the singing. The puppet's still singing and moving. It's like, who's controlling the puppet? And then the clowns show up, yeah. and it's just like... Oh, yeah, the clowns from the circus just show up yeah. and watch him in his grief as he kind of, like, melts down, yes. realizing uh, this is his Bruce Willis moment, almost. And uh, he burns the puppet, I think, with the help of uh, the girl. girl. Yeah. I think. And... Um, he regains control of himself. He's no longer under his mother's thumb. Yeah, he's, like, and, pulling the fake nails off. Yeah. And then when he goes out, the cops, because the the woman at the pharmacy showed up, saw him being crazy. Like, he threw a knife at yeah, her. Yeah, and she ran um, off screaming. And she ran off screaming. She got the cops. They show up, and they're just like, put your hands up. And he just, like, puts them up and starts me. He's like, my hands, mine. And that's the fucking freeze frame that takes us out. It's like, that rules. I love that. That goes hard. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Holy shit, this movie. <laughs> yeah. We probably missed so much because there's so probably, much in there. Probably. There's just a lot. Yeah. Uh, but do you think, like, with the way that it shakes out, that is not off base to talk about this in terms of, like, the movie really is about, like, familial trauma? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, well, yeah, the fact that he's, like, in this, like, psychosis as an adult years yeah. after, you know, doing all this cope as his, his mom dying. <laughs> yeah. Without realizing that she's, like, accepting that she's... Yeah, that absolutely. Like, he's still caught in, like, denial. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, hasn't even acknowledged that she's dead. And I think it's very apparent when it comes to the mother, given that she's so ever-present mm-hmm. there. But I think it also applies with the father, too. Like, for example, the as you pointed out, the knife-throwing act is carbon copy yeah. of the one his father did. It's really literally reenacting it. Yeah, and so, like, there is his father's still in there too. Yeah. like his lessons on maybe being a man mm-hmm. were passed down from that fucking dude that's a good point yeah. yeah but then it's also like here's you know if, if mom had her say here's how it probably would have gone yeah and yeah it makes me think of those people who like try to live out their dreams through their kids except this is that taken to its like yeah. you know illogical extreme of like even in death yeah. live out my revenge. Like, the mother in this is Sweet D going into the, the pageant kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this has been, it's always sunny rich. Yes. They, they must have seen Santa Sangra, and that, that is how this, that show came to be. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's no secret that I love this movie. Uh, I don't know how you feel... I enjoy, oh, I enjoy it. I appreciate like, it. Like, you enjoy de- it. You're glad you saw it. I am, and yeah, I'll okay. definitely watch it again sometime. Okay. Well, then I'm, I don't feel as bad about giving it to you for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, I you you're like, this one's weird. Yeah. It's fucked up. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that and sugar cookies, because <laughs> yeah, I know you will. Yeah. No, we lived up to it for sure. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, that was a good one, and... Uh, yeah, maybe next week we'll have more than one movie. <laughs> Actually, if we do what the we've plan. got planned, we, we definitely will. Yes. Um, all right, then I guess you know what time it is. 
Recommendation o'clock. Oh, I guess you can go first since you <laughs> did that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I I had trouble with this one. Yeah. I even even say I come over and we're gonna have lunch. And I was like, I don't know what to recommend. You were like, just like, oh shit. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like. Yeah. To think. Um, because we're like, okay, what are our, what are our themes? And so in the theme of like, you know, under under mummy's thumb and maybe doing some atrocities in her name. Yeah. Figured like okay, well, Psycho, nineteen sixty, Hitchcock, yeah. classic. Pretty sure we've recommended She's it, like, but the blueprint for that. Yeah, I was also I was like, well, I guess I could have done like you know Friday the Thirteenth, but oh, we even talked about that in these terms. Yeah, <laughs> Psycho seems a little more Psycho's fitting. Yeah, so, it's, I guess it's, it's like, Psycho's the blueprint. Yeah, I mean, if we'd seen it, we could probably talk about any number of like hag exploitation movies. This is but true. There's a genre we need to tap into. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool, cool. Psycho is a good one. Uh, my recommendation is going to be Straight to Hell from the director of Repo Man. It's this movie that, why I'm recommending it, is the weird, nonsensical strangeness mm-hmm. of the, uh, are they bandits living in this, like, hideaway I've in the desert? I've never seen it. I honestly don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Weird things happen that are just so fitting. Like it's got a it's got a style to it that I kind of reminded me like the offbeatness. Like there's a a gang that they have shootouts against the other gang that their whole thing is they're constantly sipping cappuccinos. So they're always having gunfights with a gun in one hand and a nice cappuccino in the other. There's this huge mariachi sing along scene where the guy's singing a song entirely about hot dogs and ketchup, and and it's just this fucking why am I watching this? But it's kind of great movie and it's got like the pogues and joe strummer and courtney love in it so it's great on that front Mm -hmm. and dennis hopper shows up because sure (laughs) yeah straight to straight to hell i need to rewatch it too so apologies if it actually sucks shit and i'm misremembering (laughs) it being good but yeah but like the premise at least is worth recommending yeah cool so i guess that'll do us for this week Mm -hmm. and uh, i suppose if all goes well i will have this cut and posted within the next day because we are recording down to the wire as we do what happens when you're constantly having like third hand covid well, that's, exposure that's scares kind of been it. like we've been planning to meet to to do this <laughs> like for a little weeks. while but it's just like uh oh this person was possibly exposed to that person and this person had a positive test and that person is just like yeah and it's just like let's we've been so careful so far there's no yeah. point in like fucking with that now if we yeah, don't have of course to not. yeah but yeah it's also yeah it's yeah. just like good god yeah. Oh, well, we made it. We, we did. did Alright, cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks, inshallah. And until then, uh, take it easy and keep it easy. Take a look at these